Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every day from 10 a.m. to noon on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Y'all got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. Where entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. Two full hours of the Marquee Show starts, starts, starts right now. And the job of the Justice Department is now over. That determines whether or not there's a crime. The report is now in the hands of the American people. Everyone can decide for themselves. There's an election in 18 months. That's a very democratic process. So that's exactly. Hey, sorry, we're having some technical difficulties uh, over. I don't know what's going on with the stream. Hey, if you're on the stream, sorry about that. I don't know what's going on. It should uh, just keep refreshing. It should pop in and out. Also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the that was William Barr yesterday, the attorney general of the United States at his hearing um, in front of the Senate the Judiciary Committee today. He was asked to appear in front of Congress, but he declined. He said, eh, no, thanks. I don't like I don't like what you're doing. Uh, they they wanted to have him interviewed by lawyers. And he's like, you don't need me to you don't need me to be interviewed by lawyers. If you want to talk to me, I'll talk. I'll be happy to talk to you guys because you guys are the congressional committee. But if you're going to start bringing lawyers in, then uh, I don't want any part of that. And they said, well, you have to come anyway. And then he said, well, I'm not going to. And so today, they literally, like they just moments ago, we were watching this and then uh, reading about it. They literally moments ago set up. This is this is your elected officials, uh, whoever voted for the Democrats. They literally set up the entire hearing. They set up an empty chair with a name tag for Attorney General William Barr, the Honorable William Barr. They set up the whole proceeding. They showed up. They gaveled it in. Uh, Jerry Nadler made his opening remarks. And then the uh, ranking member was able to make his opening remarks as well. Uh, and then that's it. They, I mean, there was nothing else to do. <laughs> One of them, some guy from Tennessee brought a, a bucket of fried chicken, which I don't understand. I don't understand that. I guess he's saying he's, he's, he's being a chicken for not showing up or they were going to eat his lunch or there's, I guarantee there's some kind of, it's some kind of inside Tennessee joke. Steve Cohen, uh, a Democrat from Tennessee brought a bucket of Kentucky fried chicken. Oh, and a ceramic chicken. And then shared the food with his Democratic colleagues. So this is what when they're supposed to be working, when they're supposed to be working on infrastructure, when they're supposed to be working on health care, when they're supposed to be protecting the border. You have, again, floods of illegal immigrants coming across the border. There was video the other day in uh, San Antonio of a manhole cover opening up and dozens of illegal immigrants just piling up through the manhole cover. You know, when you've got when you've got all these problems with our with our trade and immigration, when you've got bills on the on the congressional desks that need to be voted on and need to be signed and need to be moved on to the Senate. You know, when you've got all this stuff that needs to get done, they're sitting around in front of an empty chair eating fried chicken in the democratically controlled House of Representatives. That's what they do. That's what we don't even slack off that much here. I mean, granted, yesterday we were sitting around watching William Barr and eating tacos, but I mean, we didn't have that was our job yesterday. Today, they literally for 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 30 minutes walked into a room, sat in front of an empty chair and ate fried chicken and they're, they're all getting paid for it. So thanks to everyone who voted Democratic. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is the number. Now, there, I mean, there's not a lot left to say about uh, Bill Barr, William Barr, and his testimony yesterday. He was pretty, except the guy, I mean, the guy's like a superhero. I don't know how he sits there and he just takes, he takes a, a, a licking and just ignores it. I mean, I even if people lie about me, which they do frequently, and sometimes they say stuff that's totally true, but I get so aggravated and I'll jump in and I'll be like, okay, hold on, you got to shut your trap. I debate back and forth. This guy just sits there and listens and then with one word or two words, just just dismisses them. It was really kind of brilliant and, and exciting to watch. Do you think it's OK for the president to ask his White House counsel to lie? 
which look if you're just going to go back to where the which event are you talking you're telling about? me that which it's okay let me ask you the last question that I have in 17 seconds. That was uh, that was Senator Hirono from Hawaii, which makes me she makes me want to give Hawaii back to whoever we took it from. I don't know where we got Hawaii from in the first place, but whoever they should take it back because she's just she's one of the most annoying people I've ever seen in my entire life. But they kept asking him over and over again. Are you are you uh, are you lying? You know, uh, why do you represent Donald Trump? Should you she even asked him, she said, should you resign or said, I, I feel like you should resign. And he's like, I'm not going to I'm not going to do that. Uh, it was I mean, it was really this guy uh, Blumenthal was asking him about private notes he took. May we have those notes? No. Why not? Why should you have them? I mean, <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite answers. There were two answers I loved. And that was one of them. It was the guy. There was a, this meeting with um, it was a phone call after Mueller sent his letter to Bill Barr and said, hey, you know, I don't like the way this is being played out. Um, I don't like the way that, you know, I want you to release the summaries, whatever. William Barr called him the next day. They had a phone conversation. Uh, Bob Mueller said, hey, I don't like the way the press is representing this. I want you to release these summaries. And 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 Senator Blumenthal is asking him, hey, are there notes of that meeting? He goes, yeah. He goes, can we have them? He goes, no, <laughs> you can't have them. They're, they're my notes. Well, I want them. Well, I'm so you can't. Why should you have them? Just because you want something, it doesn't mean that you get it. And it's it's about gosh darn time that the Democrats had somebody in office who reminded them of that, that they don't just get their way. And William Barr is, I mean, he seems to be the perfect choice for this role. He's the, he's the perfect choice for this role. He knows exactly what his role is. He knows what his job is. He knows what his jurisdi jurisdiction is. And he knows who he serves. And despite, and you could tell the anger and the, uh, and the animosity that the Democrats showed toward him. It, it was, it was because he was just unflappable, man. It was, it was, a, it was amazing and it was fun to watch. And, uh, today he just basically told the uh, Congress, I'm not even going to show up. You know, like I did this yesterday. You guys are bringing in lawyers. I'm not going to have any part of that. The other, the other thing he asked was he was asked was, uh, um, oh, I forget. It was one of them. It wasn't Leahy. It was some other annoying Democrat. But they they sat there and they basically were questioning him about the findings of the Mueller report and why there was no obstruction charge. And he said because we didn't think that there were. And the uh, and the senator says, well, you know, a lot of other legal professors and legal analysts and lawyers disagree with you. D is that right? Don't you don't you know that other people, other legal professionals on television and in and in uh, in legal universities and law schools, they disagree with your findings. Isn't that right? And William Barr looks at him and goes, I mean, you can't find lawyers that agree on anything, <laughs> which is true. Every side has an attorney and every attorney disagrees uh, with the other side. So it was really I mean, it was a really fascinating day to watch. I'm a little upset, actually, that he's not appearing today because the William Barr show was so much fun. I mean, it was the way he handled himself, uh, you know, the way he, he answered questions. By flipping, he meant succumbing to pressure on unrelated cases to lie and compose mm -hmm. in order to get lenient treatment on other cases. That is not uh, it's a discouraging flipping in that sense is not obstruction. He would talk about they would throw uh, they would throw questions at him and he would say, no, you're you're wrong about your um, the words that you're using. Your vernacular is wrong. No, that's not at all what you mean. I think what you mean is this and that. Um, it was it was really fan. It was really interesting. And, and of course, the big question about obstruction was that as a there is no evidence toward obstruction. I didn't exonerate. I, I said that uh, we did not believe that there was sufficient evidence to establish an obstruction offense, which is the job of the Justice Department. He was very succinct in that, too, during the beginning of the uh, first break, which is about when we ended our show. He said, look, here's the deal. Bob Mueller does not work for you. He does not work for the president. He does not work for anyone. He works for me. When he put the report on my desk, that was the end. His job was over. His job was to investigate, write a report, and submit it to his boss, who is me. And from there on, I speak for the Justice Department, and what I say goes. And as much as they may not like it, that is exactly how it works. He is he is the top of that chain. Well, actually, there's one other person above him, but they don't like that guy either. 855-765-1045. we got to take a quick break. we got some of your phone calls coming up here in just a minute. Uh, a ton of open mics. we got a bunch of um, we got a bunch of uh, Mueller, I'm sorry, Bob uh, Barr clips we're going to play, too, because they're just so fun. And uh, we haven't done it in a couple of weeks because, you know, weather and this and that, and I was on vacation. But what the bleep returns today. That's very, very very exciting. It's all coming up on the Marquee Show on News 104.5 WOKV.
This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining us today. Folks, we appreciate it. It's the day after William Barr testified in front of the Senate, the day he was asked to testify in front of Congress, but he said, no, thanks. Uh, I got better things to do. I don't like I don't like how you people operate. And yesterday, I mean, when he was talking to the Democrats yesterday, somebody on our stream pointed out, and it's really true, when you go back and listen to the clips, the way he talked to the Democrats, and whether this was just because he had to or because they don't understand what's going on, but he really, he spoke to them like he was a explaining something to a child, explaining how like things work to a child. One of them was how how Bob Mueller and the Justice Department seems to work. Bob Mueller is the equivalent of a U.S. attorney. Uh He was exercising the powers of the attorney general subject Mm -hmm. to the supervision of the attorney general. Mm -hmm. He's part of the Department of Justice. His work concluded when he sent his report to the attorney general. At that point, it was my baby. It was my baby. (laughs) That's my baby. And no longer, you know what? He should have renamed it. Instead of the Mueller report, he should have started calling it the Barr report. Because it's after that, it's my baby. And that's exactly how it works. It's just like if, you know, for example, if you do something, like if your boss comes and says, hey, you know what I need is I need a report of all the facts and figures and this and that, whatever, for the last two years. You do the report, he takes the report, and he takes it to the meeting, and he explains it there. But that's his job. You're like, you're basically, you know, I mean, Bob Mueller in this in this scenario, just because he's in the public eye and just because he's what, got one of the most famous names now, and just because his report had to deal with investigating the president of the United States and possible collusion and obstruction charges doesn't change the fact that he's basically just a fact finder. He's on a fact finding mission for the attorney general of the United States. And that's exactly what happened. Um, and then the, the, there was this whole unprecedented thing where after after Bob Barr uh, walked out and said, or uh, Bill Barr out, rather walked out and said, hey, here's what happened. Here's this four page document. He did. He sent a letter. Bob Mueller sent a letter back to William Barr and said, hey, I don't uh, I don't really appreciate the way this is being handled in the press. I'd like you to su- submit some summaries. And William Barr, again, who is in charge of the Department of Justice, said, I'm not going to do that. What I will do is I will redact the report and I will. In addition, uh, release that to the public so that everybody can see it. The Congress, the Senate, the people on, the, you know, the idiots on the radio. We have a copy, too. I mean, everybody got this. It was right there on the website. And then there was a phone call that proceeded. And this thing with this back and forth with Blumenthal, this just proves why William Barr is is probably the best choice for the job. Here he is again asking for notes from the phone call. Did anyone, either you or anyone on your staff, memorialize your conversation with Robert Mueller? Yes. Who did that? Uh, There were notes taken of of the call. May we have those notes? No. Why not? (laughs) Why should you have them? Why? They're my notes. That's why. You weren't there and he didn't call you. I don't go around asking for your notes, do I? There's absolutely no reason. Why should you have those notes? You're really, basically what he's saying there is he's saying, look, you're overstepping your boundaries. And one of the things that, and I remember this, I used to watch the West Wing religiously, and there was this one time where C.J. Craig was being called in front of a committee, and her lawyer said, do you know what time it is? And she said, it's 12.05. And he goes, why did you do that? And she goes, what did I do? And he goes, you asked, you answered more than you were asked. So he asked her again, do you know what time it is? And she said, yes. And it always reminds me of when I watched, he said, it's a subcommittee meetings. Did anybody memorialize the phone call? Yes. That's you ask the question or you answer the question that was asked and you never volunteer. And I do the same thing, by the way, in meetings with my boss. Did did you say that on the air this morning? Yes. Why did you say it on the air? It's my job. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. Now, Nadler is very upset because he was supposed to have his chance with William Barr today. But because of this, because they wanted to, again, overstep their boundary and because they wanted to treat this like a criminal probe, like a criminal investigation, because they wanted to to well, they wanted it to look. And here's why they do. This. People are like, why do they need lawyers? Why is he appearing? I'll tell you why. Because Nadler wants to paint Bill Barr out as a crook. OK, he wants to make him look like some kind of a criminal. Why? Because criminals are cross examined by attorneys. And so just answering questions to a bunch of Congress people doesn't necessarily make people look like they are a criminal. But when you bring in attorneys and when you say the attorney for the congressional Democrats or the attorney for the is now going to interrogate you, now you've got somebody looking like a criminal. And Bill Barr knows 
that he doesn't have to agree to this kind of stuff. If they really want him there, they can subpoena him. But I was talking, we were going back and forth with Jamie Dupree. I was reading stuff on the, uh, I was reading stuff on the, uh, on the internet about it. I'm like, what happens if he just doesn't show up? And the fact of the matter is, really nothing happens. They could go back and forth, back and forth, and just end this whole thing in a stalemate. Because William Barr is so high up, and because uh, and because you have you have you know Congress basically battling with the president, because you have two branches of the United States government butting heads with each other, it is rare that the Supreme Court will come in and try to decide between the two. Which means they're just going to let it fall by the wayside, and nothing. Well, I would be shocked. I would be shocked if you ever see Bill Barr sitting in front of any congressional committee answering questions the way he did yesterday, which means the congressmen are going to get to eat a lot more fried chicken. 855-765-1045. We got to take a quick break. We got some more of your phone calls, more of your open mic messages coming up. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. I've got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. I have a bunch of Democrats, a.k.a. vultures, flying all over my property. I think something died in the back, and they're trying to get a bite at the carcass. Nah, that's probably it. They're, they're hungry, those Democrats. That's why they bring fried chicken to work. Uh, 855-765-1045 is the number. Hey, Dean on the South Side. Good morning, Dean. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Hey, good morning. Enjoy your show. Oh, um, thanks, man. watching these hearings, I mean, just it's, it doesn't take a lot to figure out how Trump got elected in uh, 2016, but just the incompetency of, of the of the Congress. I mean, by, by, I used to think our um, the House was a little incompetent, but a lot of these senior senators, I mean, are just incompetent. I saw Holly, the, the young senator from Missouri last night. He looked like he's someone that belongs there. But these old, tired people, you know, Dianne Feinstein and Blumenthal, they're going to get nothing done for this country. I mean, I'm just really... Afraid for this country is the yeah. you know, legislature we have. I mean, it's just they're getting nothing done, and uh, hopefully Trump gets elected in twenty, reelected in twenty twenty. But uh, it just this is the leadership we have. We're in more more trouble than we realize. No, Dean, you're absolutely right about that. A couple things that, and and you, you know, it all goes to the whole system of government. And when you look at the difference between Congress and and the Senate, you definitely see the congressional uh, congressional Democrats and really anyone in Congress, they are the more obnoxious, the more annoying, the more angry, the more out of whack. I mean, th when you think about it, you, when you have to run for reelection every two years, when you have to you only have two years to prove yourself. And in, and in Washington, D.C., that's a blink of an eye. Two years goes by. So, I mean, it's already been two years since Donald Trump's become president. You know, two years from now, we're going to have another election, less even. So two years is nothing in Washington time. And when you only have two years to prove yourself, you do it by being angrier, being louder, being more immature, being stupider, eating fried chicken and, a, and talking to an empty chair. These are all political stunts because they have so little time to make themselves relevant. Now, you, you think to yourself, well, what if they tried something different? What if they became relevant by, you know, passing infrastructure bills? Or what if they became relevant by, I don't know, working on the problems we have with Social Security or the border or China or Korea? What if they became relevant by actually helping the president get his agenda through so it looks like Washington, D.C. is doing something? I mean, the problem there is that then they lose the faith of their own political party. And Nancy Pelosi needs them all to work as one giant unit. Don't think Nancy Pelosi is going to be happy about this dude from Tennessee eating fried chicken today. Don't think Nancy Pelosi's happy with the way Jerry Nadler keeps going on and on about Russia. She knows. She sees the poll numbers. And the poll numbers, according to CNN and according to ABC and according to Gallup, say nobody wants Donald Trump impeached. The poll numbers say most people are ready to move on from Russian collusion. Whether they believe there was collusion or not, most of the people believe after the Mueller report and after uh, William Barr released the redacted version of the Mueller report that this entire thing is over. Unfortunately, most people are not elected Democrats in the House of Representatives. We may issue a subpoena, but the first, our first priority is to get the unredacted Mueller, uh, Mueller report.
So now, they, wait, look, our first priority, we got to get this unredacted Mueller report. We need to see what this grand jury testimony is all about. And then we'll get a subpoena and then we'll just keep going. And then it'll be two years from now. And I mean, I, I hope to God people are paying attention. And I know that Nadler's in a safe spot. And I know a bunch of these other committee people are in a safe spot. And AOC is probably not going anywhere. But, I mean, there's other Congress people out there that just have to be on on edge right now because they know that the democratic majority in the house is short-lived by their own short-sightedness they're short-sightedness in fact i was reading uh, on the drudge report today carl rove said it you know the thing about the, the, it reminds me of Jurassic Park. Remember in Jurassic Park when Jeff Goldblum said these scientists were too, too busy wondering whether or not they could they didn't stop to think whether or not they should I kind of feel, and they're talking about making dinosaurs, uh, I kind of feel like Congress is the same way. And that's what Karl Rove is saying. He's saying these Democrats are so convinced that they can impeach them at uh, Donald Trump, they need to stop and think whether or not they should, whether it's the best thing for the country, whether or not it's the best thing for the party. And now the problem is so many of them have con convinced themselves they should that they, even though they can't because there's no reason to, there's no collusion, there's no evidence, the reports are nothing, even though they can't do it, they still want to do it. It's good. The whole thing is, I, I mean, I don't, I say, let them go, man. I say, let them go. And let's see what happens in 2020. I think they're, I think they're, they're investigating themselves right out of the, right out of the majority. Jim on the North side. How are you, Jim? Hey, Mark, I'm doing well. Good, man. Um, I just want to talk about these Republicans. I get so sick of them complaining about the Democrats treating them bad in these hearings. But when they're in power, they bend over backwards to give the Democrats everything they want. You know, John McCain used to always say, oh, we're above that, or we shouldn't get down in the gutter with them. I'm hoping they're learning a lesson from this the next time they're running the show. No, yeah, you can't win a street fight from inside the house. you got to get out of this. You're absolutely right. And that's what, and Donald Trump is proof of that. Donald Trump's the one that said, you know, everyone's like, oh, this is beneath the office of the presidency. Oh, really? So was everything else that the Democrats were doing to get elected. Whatever Hillary Clinton did and whatever Barack Obama did and Debbie Wasserman Schultz and everybody else who was trying to get them into the, the Oval Office, everything they did was beneath the office of the presidency, too. So when Donald Trump got out there and said, hey, I'm going to fight fire with fire, I'm going to, you know, this is a, this is a, this is, Joe Biden kept saying in his stupid speech the other day in Pittsburgh, he kept saying, We're, here's a battle for the souls of America. Also, he sounded, I was thinking about it because people were talking about how he was slurring his words and how he's old. I think he may have been drunk. I can't prove it and I don't know for sure, but it seems the more I think about it and the more I listen to it, it, it sounds to me like talking to a drunk person, not necessarily an old person. But he kept saying, you know, one of the reasons we got to get the soul is to fight for the soul of America, the soul of America. That's what it's a fight for. And Donald Trump knows that, too. And when you're fighting for the soul of a nation. A nation that you love and a nation that has loved you back and a nation that has given you oh so much in your life. When you're fighting for that nation's soul, you don't there's no there's no beneath you. There's no there's no below the, you know, or, or the dignity of the office. It's a you are fighting for your nation's soul. You think that back in the day during the Revolutionary War, when they dressed up as Indians and, and, and broke onto the British ships and threw tea in the harbor, you think that they were sitting around going, you know, this is really beneath the dignity of who we are nobody cared they didn't want to pay the money they didn't want to be taken advantage of by the crown they wanted their own freedoms they wanted their own liberty they would have they would have gone on those ships naked and thrown the tea overboard it's there's nothing beneath the dignity of uh of of you know of the office or of of the person when you're trying to fight for the soul of your nation. 855-765-1045. Craig on Facebook says, I agree with that too. I think he was drunk. Look, I've been drunk a lot, so I know what drunk people sound like. I hang out with drunk people all the time too. And I don't think he was just old. I think he was, I think he was maybe impaired, may possibly. And again, no proof. This is just conjecture on my part. I believe he may have been inebriated. And think about it. Think about it. The guy has been out of the public spotlight for a couple years. He's got to go. He's got to be the front runner. Uh, he's been, been accused of being a pervert and a handsy and a handsy hands-on, gross, disgusting pedophile in some cases. And so now you got to get out and give a speech to a bunch of teamsters. I mean, I throw back a couple shots of wild turkey myself, just to the loosen. You know, I gotta gotta take the edge off, Jill. Gotta take the edge off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, eight five five seven six five. 
1045. God, I hope Bernie Sanders is the nominee because I suck at doing a Joe Biden impression. 855-765-1045. This is the Marque Show. Quick break. We got some of your phone calls coming up on News 104.5. Marque, just get you a Trump tattoo on your head and put guilty on it. I don't know why I would do that. I don't know why I would put, why would I put a Trump tattoo on my head and then put guilt? That just seems so, so unlike me. Also, I don't like, to, also, I don't like tattoos. Also, Donald Trump's only going to be president for six more years. Then after that, what am I going to do? Get the tattoo removed from my head? I don't want that at all. I mean, the only thing I then would be like if one of his kids, like Don Jr. or Ivanka Rudd became president, then, uh, then I, that just, that just seems silly. 855-765-1045. Plus, I have a hat. I have a perfectly good hat that says Trump. I don't need a tattoo. That's why they make hats, so you can change them out. Doesn't, they don't need to have the emblem permanently on, uh, permanently on your, uh, on your chest. 855-764 on your head. 855-765-104. What are we, this is weird. We're getting some weird open mics today, too. Uh, somebody called and said, can we just make it whatever you want Thursday since we didn't have whatever you want Wednesday? And I thought to myself, I mean, it's not my fault we didn't have whatever we want Wednesday. It's really, well, you know, blame the Democrats because not only did they call, well, I guess not, not yesterday it was Senate. Blame the Senate because they called Bill Barr to come and uh, speak to them and they did it right at 10 a.m which was very inconsiderate when it thinks when you think about, you know, in, in terms of our show, because it's a breaking news channel. And when there's breaking news, when there's wet, like, the you know, like last two weeks ago when we had the thunderstorms, they happened at 10 a.m. Since when do we get thunderstorms at 10 a.m. in Jackson? It was very inconsiderate. It was very inconsiderate of those thunderstorms. Uh, so they messed up our whole we didn't get to play fake news Friday. We didn't get to do, you know, what the bleep. It was horrible. But today we're going to make up for it. So you know what? Yes. If you just if there's something you want to talk about, if you want to talk about teachers packing pistols now and taking them to school, uh, you can we, you, we can do that. If you want to talk more about Bill Barr. Uh, no problem. We can do that. If there's something else on your mind, if you want to talk about plastic straws again or, you know, maybe there's something in your community that you're dealing with, whatever it is. Whatever it is, we'll turn today into whatever you want Thursday because we weren't able to do uh, whatever you want Wednesday, yesterday. And as I stated earlier, as I stated prior, we do have, of course, um, what the bleep, which is very exciting. Uh, I don't know if we have a prize. Do we sell prizes the other, Josh? We're going to dig we, 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 some stuff. Okay, good. We're we going to wrangle some stuff up. Yeah, we'll wrangle some stuff up. We'll wrangle some good stuff up um, so that you can uh, so that you can, uh, you know, win something cool. And not I mean, bragging rights are always great and it's fun just to play like. But we also want you to you know, we don't want you to waste your time. We want to make sure that um, we want to make sure that you're you're doing it for, you know, a good cause. And like a Carabas gift card or a T-shirt or something would be. A great cause. I'm a, I was a little shocked, by the way, because I ordered uh, new T-shirts. We ran out of Marquee Show T-shirts. They become very popular. And I think the first batch I paid for myself. And then the second batch I, I charged to the station. And I just, you know, I sent it to the T-shirt guy. I go, hey, I need like 20 more T-shirts. Just charge it to the station. And he did. And they paid it. No problem. So this time I said, hey, we need more T-shirts. But instead of just getting 20, I thought I'd stock up. So I got like 100 and all of a sudden, I get this email saying, hey, this is going to be like $900. What do we do? And I was leaving out of town for spring break. So I just said, um, just charge it to the station. And I didn't even think about it. And then when I got back, there was a big box of like 100 T-shirts waiting here. So I was like, oh, whew, what else should we order? Hats? Koozies? What do you guys want? Because <laughs> evidently, uh-oh, here, oh, I thought it was the boss for a second. Uh, 855-765-1045. One zero four five is the number eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Roy on the South Side. Hi, Roy. How are you? Hey, Mark. I'm great. How are you doing? Doing I'm, well. I'm actually, it's still alive, considering the way people drive in Jacksonville. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, no, it is. It is kind um, of incredible. I, well, what gets me is there must be a force field around Jacksonville because nobody's turn signals work at all, and so they just start bouncing from lane to lane. They I've had people cut me off in traffic and then chase me because I honked at them. Um, yeah. That was fun. That's a whole other program. But I just, what is, where's JSO? Because I, there's a lot of aggressive drivers. There's a lot of kind of dumb drivers. Yeah. And uh, I just wonder how they get the license and how they keep it. No, yeah, that's a great point. Listen, there's a couple things about it. And this is a great question, too. And there's something I should... I know, and I know that everyone everyone thinks it's a local issue, but I've lived a couple different places and I travel, you know, quite a quite a bit. Um, it's there's horrible drivers everywhere, 
And the whole issue about turn signals and people chasing you down and uh, road rage, it's not just Jacksonville. It's Orlando. It's Tampa. It's Miami. It's New York City. It's all points. I lived in Winston-Salem, North Carolina for a while. It happens there, too. Um, that's more of just like a general overall anger per problem than it is just Jacksonville. Um, and as far as JSO... I mean, like, like, I don't know. I don't know if you listen to the news, but they've got they've got a you know they've got a knife wielding madman who may have potentially started a deadly fire this morning. So they they've got their hands full. Uh, but a, but a great a great point. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is Patrick in Savannah. Hi, Patrick. How are you? Never better, sir. How about yourself? Doing great, man. What do you want to say, Patrick? Well, the thing I you know you hear about hate crimes all the time, and the one thing I would really categorize this issue with Donald Trump, it's a hate crime. The, the Democratic Party hates Donald Trump so badly that this is all just revolving around hate. So I think it should be publicized as being a hate crime yeah. rather than what is being publicized as right now. Well, the problem is it's definitely hate, but the problem is, unfortunately, uh, it's not a crime. Well, actually, you know what? That may not necessarily be true. You may actually be that, that may not necessarily be true. You may be onto something there. We got to take a quick break, unfortunately. But when we get back, let's delve into that. Let's delve into whether or not the Democrats are in fact guilty of a hate crime against Donald Trump. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Quick break. We'll be right back. It's the Mark K Show on News one zero four point five W O K V. I've got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Can today be anything you want Thursday? Because we missed yesterday. By the way, it's whatever you want, not anything you want. Anything you want is totally different than whatever you want. Uh, and if you don't believe me, just ask William Barr because he knows the difference between every word. <laughs> I'm sorry, the word you use is this, and that's incorrect. Uh, I had to Google like three words because he was talking. He kept talking about Prudential. I was like, why is he using Prudential in that case? And then I Googled it, and I was like, oh, that is one smart cookie. I'm glad he's the Attorney General and uh, and not Jeff Sessions. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is the number. And sure, it's whatever you want. Thursday today, uh, and we've got Steve in Orange Park. Steve, hey, thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. What do you want to say, sir? Hey, uh, how you doing today? I love your show. Love everything you're saying. Um, oh, thanks. It's just it, it's just crazy to me that you know I, I don't want to say the American public is stupid because we're not. We're not. Um, but this has been going on since 2000. Yeah. Our country has been so divided ever since the election of 2000, and it's just been tit for tat. Since then, you know, uh, they didn't want to work with Bush. Then the Republicans didn't want to work with Obama. Now it's revenge. They don't want to work with Trump. And things are happening. The economy's roaring. We're living in the best time we've ever had in this country in history. And these people can't see that their lives are better. I just don't get it. My father was the most brilliant man I ever met, ever knew. And my father used to say this, believe none of what you hear half of what you see, and always speak your mind. What's going on right now with the bar hearing today, that was never going to happen. They set up the rules so that he would not show up, so they can claim that there's a cover-up and have this whole perceived notion that all of this stuff is going on behind the scenes that isn't true. It's a false narrative. Yeah. And it's just sickening. No, I mean... The American public needs to wake up. They need to wake up because they're being fed propaganda. I mean, that's really what it is. Well, I think when you look at it, I mean, for the for the for most Americans, we understand the difference between propaganda and real news. And Donald Trump is one of the few politicians to ever bring it to light. And CNN is is suffering as a result of that. And some other news networks are. But you're 100 percent right. We touched on this earlier in the week. Uh, you know, we'd, we've always been a divided country. There is Joe Biden kept trying to say, oh, we got to bring the country back together again. It's never going to happen. Didn't happen in 1776. Do you know that there were Americans that didn't want revolution? There were Americans who wanted to stay under British rule. There were Americans who wanted to remain part of Great Britain. They didn't want any bloodshed. They didn't want a, a, a new country. 
That was too hard. They had to debate the founding fathers and the uh, and the framers of the Constitution and the writers of the Declaration of Independence and all of the Sons of Liberty. They had to debate their own people on whether or not they should be their own country. And it hasn't stopped or slowed down since then. Now, there are. And the other thing is the designers, I mean, the framers of the Constitution, it's designed for slow growth, because if you had rapid change in this country, you wouldn't recognize it. You would not break If we were able to make change quickly, this country would be in a whole heap of trouble. And the staggered, uh, you know, the the, re- the reason you have a, a two-year uh, um, term for Congress people and then six years for senators and, and four years for presidents, it's to keep it all staggered. That's so that there is no... Um, you know, conglomeration of power. Now, it does happen every now and then. We enjoyed it for two years. The president, the Congress, the Senate, they were all under one party control. And also the uh, you would argue the the justice, the, um, the Supreme Court. Now, when you have that kind of a situation, you would like to think that a lot of things can happen in a little bit of time. We saw it with the Democrats. Obamacare was the number one thing. Man, the Democrats, they were smart. They, you know, or they may not be smart, but they at least are, 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 were smart enough to take advantage of the two years they had and get through every horrible piece of legislation that they wanted to get through. They were able to, to just basically rob and steal and cheat their way through those two years. They were able to alter the rules to their liking. They were able to, to, you know, basically get in there and govern any way they saw fit. And, and they could write all kinds of, you know, executive orders. Obama could do and say and pay off whomever he wanted to. Because he knew that Congress and the Senate were going to have his back. And they did for two years. And that happened to the Republicans. But the Republicans, unlike the Democrats, they don't work together. They eat their own. They think that they're morally stronger or morally less reprehensible than the Democrats. As you said earlier, John McCain likes to take the high road. Well, there is no high road in politics. There is no high road in politics, and Donald Trump is proving that. And they wasted a lot of their time. The wall should have been built. The wall should have been built. So much of the stuff that Donald Trump has to fight for, the government shut down, that never should have happened. And who do you blame for that? Senate Republicans, congressional Republicans who had the power and did not use it. And instead, they were still in fighting. Look at when we were trying to get a Supreme Court justice on, on, the, uh, on the bench. Who did you have? Uh, the Jeff Flake? Jeff Flake threw the whole thing for a loop and and pushed it back two, three weeks. It almost didn't happen because Republicans eat their own. They do not work together. And that's the worst part of the Republican Party. My buddy Herman Cain last week when he had to pull out of the when he went to Donald Trump and said, I'm removing my name from contention. Uh, You know, do not consider me for that open position on the Federal Reserve Board. Why? It wasn't because of Democrats. Democrats aren't going to like anybody Donald Trump picks. It was because of stupid Republicans. And I wrote to him. I was in New York City and I got the news. I got an I got the WOKV news alert right there on my phone because I downloaded the mobile app. And I went on there and the alert came in. Herman Cain removes himself from Federal Reserve Board, uh, you know, um, competition. And so I wrote him and I wrote him. I go, Republicans are just the worst people in the world. And he wrote me back one word. Yep. I don't know if I was supposed to say that on the air or not, but I did. And it's true because Republicans, as as much as we appreciate their conservative values and we think that they have the right agenda going forward for this country, they don't know how to execute it. Jim in St. Augustine. How you doing, Jim? Hey, Mark. Uh, one question and one statement. I'll try to make it quick, okay? Okay. Um, uh, 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 Senator Hirono from Hawaii. Oh, she's the worst. To, well, she referred to the president as a lying grifter. And and um, uh, uh, Booker, um, uh, uh, Kamala Harris, and one other uh, senator... They all called Barr a liar to his face. Yeah. And I, wa- I want to know why they get away with that kind of talk uh, in an open hearing uh, to, the, uh, to the nation. Uh, and, and the Republicans don't say a word about it. Yeah. Uh, the, only, the only guy that has any balls is, is um, uh, 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 the chairman. Yeah, Lindsey Graham from South Carolina. No, you're right Lindsey about that. Graham, yeah. and, and I'll explain yeah. it. Here's the, here's the bigger problem with that. First of all, Senator Hirono is just the worst person. That, it makes me not want to go to Hawaii. 
I've never been to Hawaii. I hear it's lovely. I'm a big fan of the ukulele. You guys all know that. But she just listening to her talk and listening to her go on and on. And she didn't even talk. She basically, she used her five minutes or her six minutes to, to as Lindsey Graham said, just basically harass Bill Barr. I mean, she was, she was, she was just slandering him for five full minutes, making up lies, making up statements, misinterpreting everything he said, just basically calling him a horrible person. Do you think it's okay for the president to ask his White House counsel to lie? This is, yeah. You used every advantage of your office to create the impression that the president was cleared of misconduct. You selectively quoted fragments from the special counsel's report taking some of the most important statements out of context and ignoring the rest. You put the power and authority of the Office of the Attorney General and the Department of Justice behind a public relations effort to help Donald Trump protect himself. And she just Finally, kept going. Oh. You lied to Congress. You lied to Congress. You told Representative Charlie Chris that you didn't know what objections Mueller's team might have. And why can they do that? Here's the thing. Why can they call him a liar to his face? Why can they call Donald Trump a grifter in chief? But yet when Donald Trump says that Joe Biden is sleepy, oh, it's that's beneath the office of the presidency. You can't call somebody sleepy. This guy's thorns. He should never be president. Stupid grifter. Oh, did I say that on the floor of, of the Senate? Doesn't matter. He is. 855-765-1045. Aloha, Senator Hirono. We got to take a quick break. I promise I'll tell you why Donald Trump's, per, uh, the, why, why it's a hate crime, what they're doing. We'll get to that in a minute. I haven't forgotten about that. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. This is the Mark Show. My name is Mark By the way, uh, Nancy Pelosi now saying that Attorney General Bill Barr has committed a crime. He has lied to Congress that he's not being um, that he's not being totally truthful with Congress. He lied to Congress. If anybody else did that, it would be considered a crime. Nobody is above the law. Asked whether Barr should go to jail. She said there's a process involved here. I'm shocked she actually knew that. <laughs> 855-765-1045. is John from Riverside. Hey, John, how you doing? Well, how are you? Good, John. What do you want to say, sir? <clears throat> well, I was just <clears throat> looking at all this. It uh, seems to me that all these uh, obfuscations, the lies, the stalls, the investigations that have already been done by Mueller, subpoenas to the president, subpoenas to Barr, once they get past all this and Barr's office actually gets going doing his actual job, yeah. indictments are going to start flying out of his office. When Horowitz comes down with his report, they're going to start flying out of there. Yeah, I believe that Congress and the House, the Senate and the House, both still have investigations into all the stuff with Hillary, the email server, all of that. Yeah, well, and, that's, and you're hitting and the nail right on the head. Obama. You know, the way how it's gone from the Hillary, it goes back to Obama. They yeah. found a direct link there with their Fusion GPS. So Obama's going to shut the heck up. Yeah, no, look, Biden. you're 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 hitting everything right. Uh, basically, yes, the less the more time Barr has to investigate actual crime, the worse it is for the Democrats, because they're the ones that committed the actual crime. hundred percent. That is and that is one of their that is one of the reasons now they've got Nancy Pelosi out there going with this has to continue. So we've got to now accuse Bill Barr of lying so we can bring him back up and investigate him. And, you know, it's, it's just a big merry-go-round to keep the Democrats off the hot seat. Hey, Patrick in Savannah. How are you, Patrick? Good. Thank you. How are you? Good. Uh, what's going on? Uh, you and I were talking earlier about a hate crime. Oh, yeah. Let me get back to that. So, yes, uh, 100%. What basically is going to happen is, um, and if people were smart, you could look at this as a hate crime against the president because the Democrats hate him and they committed crimes because they did hate him. The whole thing with Fusion GPS, as we just mentioned, the whole uh, FISA warrant, the whole illegal steel dossier, you know, everything that the Democrats did is eavesdropping on them. And we don't even know the breadth of the situation. But when you look at the FBI agents, when you look at Strzok and when you look at, you know, everybody and Lisa Page and everyone who was working together to basically stop Donald Trump from becoming president in any way possible, either legal or illegal, they were breaking the law. They were committing crimes and they did it. Out of motivation, look, they'll say their motivation was because they wanted to win. They wanted power. I mean, they're not going to admit it at all. But really, it was because they hated Donald Trump. They didn't want him to be president. So, yes, it should be a hate crime. Now, that's not necessarily what a hate crime is. A hate crime is when you commit a crime against somebody because of their race or their religion or their sexual orientation or anything like that. 
But I'm going to be honest with you. They hate everything about the man. So he may have he may actually have a case. 855-765-1045. Ignacio from the West Side. How are you? Hi, how you doing, Mike? Hey, great, Ignacio. What do you want to say, sir? Well, I, I'm just going to share the same the same opinion with the with the, with Patrick. You know, um, after all the stuff that Mr. Trump is going through, I guess the only group that you can uh, actually call Democrats is the one that uh, they can do anything they want without having any the repercussions. But if you have a group also large that in Mr. Obama's era call him the same way, how will you call them? I guess you would call it Republicans or uh, racist. Yeah. Look, here's the thing. If if the Democrats lose, I mean, Donald Trump, I think one of the things he definitely needs to do, and he sidestepped this issue in 2016 because I don't think he knew how it was going to work. But one of the biggest problems the Democrats have is if Donald Trump wins and they lose, they're toast. They're to- There's no way Donald Trump is not going to spend his last with. Think about this. Think about the way Donald Trump acts, reacts, tweets and 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 legislates and and runs the country now when he has to get reelected one more time. Think about this. This devil may care attitude that the president has now this machismo when he's still got to stand up and get reelected by most of the people in this country. Imagine how Donald Trump is going to act when he's got absolutely nothing to lose. Democrats better be careful, and they better hope they retain the House next time around. Or you know, the, you know what's going to hit the fan. Quick break. More of your phone calls coming up. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. I've got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories. Local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOK. Yeah, it is the Mark K Show. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're doing like a little whatever you want Thursday because we missed out on whatever you want Wednesday thanks to the Senate. And that goes for the music, too. Uh, the other Josh wanted to hear clips of Dover, which he knows from Guitar Hero. <laughs> I know it from when it was actually a hit on the radio, but that's another, that's another story. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. Brian has been waiting very patiently to talk to uh, us about texting and driving. Hi, Brian. How are you? Hey, fine, Mark. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. What do you want to say? Good. This new law is about to go into effect. Kind of help me understand it. You can not text and drive, correct? That is correct. Okay, but if you have a navigation system on your phone, you can use that, correct? Uh, as far as I know, yes. Okay, so and if you know, I want to talk to you on the phone, I can hold my phone and talk to you, correct? As far as I know. Okay, so if you are texting driving and you get pulled over while you're waiting on the officer, all you got to do is delete your conversation. Well, what are they going to do? Pull you over and say, let me see your phone? Ah, they can't actually do that, yeah. It's my my understanding it's your personal property, and they have to have a search warrant to do that. Also correct. They cannot demand to see your phone. So it is kind of weird. How how is this going to work? How is it going to work? No, I don't, dude, I don't know. I don't don't text and drive, wink, wink. (laughs) Yeah, but in Georgia, I understand that. It's hands-free. Right. It's in your hand, done, but I, I don't know. I don't understand it no you know what and you bring up a great point and that's probably why georgia went and for those of you that don't know when you cross the border into georgia you got to get your hand off your phone or you're or you're totally screwed it's a it's a hands-off law uh but here in florida it's texting and driving so you're right what if you're not tech what if you're making a reservation on open table you know what if you're what if you're playing Fortnite? that's not texting you know what if you're at a and also when you're at a stoplight you can still use your phone which means you're going to have more idiots holding up the line at the red light because they're going to be texting while they're at the red light, and then you're going to have to lay on your horn so that they move. And anyway, that's just it. I don't know. I I don't understand it myself, but um, we'll see what happens. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Philip from Orange Park. How are you, Philip? Hey, brother, doing good. Oh, good, man. What do you want to say? Well, the Democrats actually committed treason with the attempt to overthrow our government. They committed treason. Yes, they did, by the definition of treason. And here it is, by the crime to betray one's country. They were betraying us, especially in the attempt to kill. They did not try to kill the sovereign or overthrow the government. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, here's the thing. It's, 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 it's a slippery slope when you start talking about that, because you is it treason to try to... 
peaceably wrong. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it, it, I don't know. I, again, uh, treason laws are something that I don't think has no one's really investigated for centuries. But if it were a, if it were like a violent coup or a, a silent coup, I know Rush Limbaugh calls it a, a silent coup. You're trying to take over. If you look at it as in terms of the election. They were trying to undo what the American citizenry did, which was elect Donald Trump president. So in that way, yeah, it's a coup. Um, but if if they were smart, you know, the Constitution every four years allows you to change the leadership from the top down. So you could spend four years trying to forcibly remove or, you know, um, prevail in a coup d'etat or commit treason or whatever you want to call it. You could try to impeach Donald Trump or you could do the more sensible, sane and probably easier thing to do, which is field a decent candidate, put forward an agenda that appeals to the majority of Americans and will actually help this country and then run a winning campaign. That's what the Republicans did. And it worked out really well for them. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. The Democrats, either they don't know how to do that or they just don't want to. Either way, it doesn't seem to be working for them. Jay in St. Augustine, how you doing, Jay? Hey, I'm doing good, Mark. Hey, listen, I pulled out my political crystal ball and I rubbed it real good with a MAGA shirt, right? <laughs> and it showed me a donkey in a body kit. It showed you what? So a donkey in a full body kit. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. But anyway, to be serious, I, I really feel that the Democrats are going to lose big in 2020. And here's why. Because they're acting like a bunch of schoolyard bullies. And Americans generally do not like a bully. We abhor it. We want to see the bully get his nose bloody or worse. And I just think that come voting time, all this shenanigans that the Democrats have been pulling for the past two years and then the next year, they're going to come back and get them. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good look. I'll tell you the real problem with the Democrats and what their real problem in 2020 is that they don't change. They're always the same. They lost in, in, in 2016 uh, with this whole Donald Trump is an idiot. Donald Trump is a moron. Donald Trump is a criminal. Donald Trump is a grifter. Donald Trump doesn't care about America. Donald Trump is stupid. Donald Trump is unqualified. They started with that and they lost. And instead of saying, oh, you know what? We probably need to come up with a different plan. They just said, oh, you know what? We need to try the same thing again. The, the definition of insanity, trying the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, right? Well, guess who's insane in this scenario? Because they're literally doing – they're even fielding the same candidates. They're even bringing back the same candidates. They're bringing back, they're bringing back Joe Biden while he can still string a couple words together. And they're bringing back Bernie Sanders who lost. And then they've got Pete Buttigieg, who their voters are saying we like. And the, the only thing that guy's ever done is been mayor and not even of a major metropolis of South Bend, Indiana. Now, I've never been to South Bend, Indiana, but I imagine it's run pretty well. I mean, I haven't heard of any glaring problems coming out of South Bend, Indiana. But when you have to go like dig deep and find a mayor as your number one legitimate candidate uh, up against somebody who's been in in Washington for decades who's been second in command as vice president of the United States I mean you've got they definitely have some serious issues uh, but they're not gonna, they're not interested in trying something new they want to try the same old thing over I'm really shocked Hillary Clinton's not back I'm going to be 100% honest with you Joshua from Jacksonville how are you uh doing excellent how about yourself doing great man what do you want to say sir uh, yeah, actually, I just wanted to touch base on what you mentioned earlier about the uh, Constitution, the Revolutionary War. Yes, we were all divided at one point. And I, I mean, yeah, we're still divided. So why can't we all just work on something we can agree on, maybe move forward, like uh, education, for example? You know, if we look at socioeconomics, uh, the higher end of socioeconomics always puts education first. But that lower end, of course, the poor communities and everything, they happen to put safety and security first. And that's what you find a lot of. You find a lot of crimes and everything else. Uh, if you think about it, about 1.2 million students a year drop out of school. Yeah. And generally, your dropouts Oh, uh, Joshua, I'm sorry. Are you getting, like, getting eaten by a gator or something right now? Because I don't know what's going, I don't know what's going on with your phone, but it's crackling a lot. Look, I mean, that's a good, that's a good point. Uh, we do be, we are able to come forward together every now and then and do something. But look, I mean, security and safety is always the number one issue it trumps education all the time and the second thing is that uh there, it, it's you it you'd be hard pressed to find one time in this country when we have all been on the same page i think when george washington was elected maybe when ronald reagan was re-elected that's about as close as you get maybe after 9 11 
but but three times in what two hundred and seventy years? That's 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 tough. Uh, 855-765-1045. All right, listen, we're going to play some What the Bleep because we haven't done it in a while and we love it. So if you want to play What the Bleep, uh, the other Josh is trying to dig around to find some prizes. We're going to find something great. I don't know what it is, but get on the horn right now. 855-765-1045. What the Bleep. We need two contestants. We'll do it next on the Marquee Show. This is the Marquee Show and it's time for What the Bleep. Let's meet our contestants, shall we? Okay, good. Uh, this is Greg from Fleming Island. Greg, hey, how you doing, sir? Good, good. Thanks for letting me play. Oh, Greg, thanks for wanting to play. We appreciate that. We've got uh, Steve on the line, too, from Georgia. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? Doing great. Say hey to Greg, Steve. Hey, Greg. How are you doing? Good to talk to you, Steve. Look at that. Uh, friendly competition. I love it. You guys are competing today for a Mark K. Show News 104.5 WOKV prize pack featuring a $100 Carabas gift card. How great is that? Sounds good to me. Yeah, that sounds awesome. All right. Uh, Are you guys familiar with how the game is played? Yes. I think so. Great. Yeah, we have some news clips that we've taken and we've collected through the past week. We've bleeped out one word. You need to listen to each clip and tell us what word we bleeped out. If you can correctly identify the bleeped out word, you get a point. Whoever has the most points at the end of the round wins. It's pretty simple. You guys got it? Got it. All right, Greg, uh, you were first, so we're going to start with you. Here's your first clip. It's Lindsey Graham speaking yesterday at the uh, AG William Barr Senate subcommittee meeting. Uh, listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Oh, hold on, let me make sure that. Hold on, let me get the right button. Here we go. Would you recommend that this committee and every other committee of Congress do our best to harden our against future attacks? Hmm. Partner. Partner. Is that what? Harden our partner. All right, let's take a listen and see what happens. Here we go. Would you recommend that this committee and every other committee of Congress do our best to harden our infrastructure against future attacks? Oh, it was infrastructure, but that was that was pretty close. That was pretty close. That's okay. Uh, you're, you're just getting warmed up. Let's go to that was wait that was Greg, right? Yeah. Right, let's let's go to Steve. Steve, here's your first clip. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. By the way, is one of you in like a wind tunnel or something? No, I'm not. No. That was my air conditioner blowing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're going to have to turn that down. All right, listen up carefully. Here we go, Steve. Here's your first clue. This is uh, William Barr, the attorney general, at his hearing yesterday. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. The FBI, you know, has a very robust... Uh, <laughs> what the bleep, Steve? A uh, set of standards. A very robust set of standards. Okay, here we go. The FBI, you know, has a very robust uh, program. Program was the word. It's only going to be one word unless we state otherwise. Uh, but that was okay. a good try. That was, that was a good try. Uh, all right, Greg, here's your next one. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is Senator Hirono from Hawaii uh, speaking yesterday to William Barr. Listen carefully. Here we go. And you also should have insisted that Deputy Attorney General Rob Rosenstein himself. Recuse. <laughs> Uh, Ricky, let's listen and see what she said. And you also should have insisted that Deputy Attorney General Rob Rosenstein recuse himself. Hey, look at that. Bravo. Nicely done. Nicely done. All right, Greg, so you're on the board uh, with a point. Congratulations. Steve, you can tie it up right here. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, Steve, listen carefully. This is, oh, back to William Barr discussing Mueller's letter. Uh, listen to this quote. Tell us what the bleep. Uh, you know, the letter's a bit and I think it was probably written by one of his staff people. Letters a bit. Uh, letters a bit. I give up. You give up? You give up. All right, let's listen. A little bit hazy. A little bit, a little bit hazy. All right, let's listen. Uh, you know, the letter's a bit snitty, and I think it was probably written by one of his staff people. Yeah, the letter was a bit snitty. That was uh, one of the big takeaways from yesterday. That's okay. It's still one nothing. You've still got a shot. Greg, you ready for your next clue? I am. All right, listen carefully. This is Joe Biden at his first campaign rally in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, earlier this week. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. My name is Joe Biden, and I am Joe Biden's. <laughs> That's how I'm known back home. That's yeah. how I'm known most places. Yeah, what, my do you, name oh, what do you think? What the bleep? Uh, my name's Joe Biden, and I'm stupid. <laughs> My name is Joe Biden, and I am Joe Biden's husband. Yeah, Joe Biden's husband. So that was that was close. Uh, no cigar. <laughs> she might she might just think otherwise. All right, here we go to tie it up, Steve. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Are you ready? 
Yes, sir. All right, here we go. This is Joe Biden again at his same campaign rally. The country wasn't built by Wall Street CEOs and hedge fund managers. What the bleep, Steve? Bankers. The country wasn't built by Wall Street bankers, CEOs, and hedge fund managers. Look at that. Congratulations. All right, we're out of time. It's one-to-one. That means we're going to have to hook you both up with uh, gift cards and prize packs and T-shirts and things like that. Congratulations, guys. Great job. Uh, This is the Marcation. we got to get out of here. we got the news, and we got Rush Limbaugh coming up right after this on News 104.5 WOKV. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.